Yesterday, in Hall H of San Diego Comic Con 2019, Marvel Studios announced their, I think, full lineup for Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think it's now been confirmed that what they showed there on the board, on the screen, except Blade, is in fact the entirety of Phase 4, which is what Kevin Feige has said, from my understanding. And with this, of course, we have a bunch of new movies to talk about. And, well, first of all, welcome to Movie Morning. This is episode 29 now, I think. And today we're going to be ranking all 10 of Marvel's Phase 4 projects, whether it's a movies or TV shows, from worst to best. So, by excitement. By my excitement. So, with that, let's get right into it. So, at number 10 for me is Marvel's What If. Now... I have no doubt this will be a really fun, enjoyable, entertaining TV show. But is it necessary and do we need it? Absolutely not. Because it opens up a door to show like a couple of the things that Marvel Studios were considering to put in their movies. But ended up going with something else. Like making making like Steve Rogers a super soldier instead of Peggy Carter. Which, is, um, which I think is, uh, is, the first ep- is what the first episode is going to be on. I'm sure they didn't consider that, but it's something that could have happened in a different universe. So there's that. And there's a bunch of other stuff you could do. Like imagine Tony Stark never made out of the cave. Or imagine the Guardians of the Galaxy never came together. Like what would happen with the Power Stone? Would Ronin destroy all of Xandar? What else could happen? Like imagine if... I don't know. Imagine Rhodey became Iron Man instead of... Tony Stark, which I think I don't know if it can be possible, but it opens up a lot of doors, but we don't, it's not necessary, but it still does, of course, get me excited because interesting stuff could happen, but we really don't need it. I feel like I'm repeating myself now. But again, I have full faith in Kevin Feige, and it could be a fantastic TV show. That's all we know for now. All right, now let's move on to number nine. And number nine for me is WandaVision. Now, I feel like this is the show we know the least about. Of course, we know now that Monica Rambeau will be in the series, which, again, opens up a lot of doors of possibilities. So I like that they're continuing with the Captain Marvel characters. And, of course, the show is titled WandaVision, and Paul Bettany is confirmed to be in the series because, of course, he walked up with Elizabeth Olsen to talk about the show a little. Which is something I really didn't want. And I hate it when dead characters get revived. Because it really does lessen the stakes of this universe. And takes away the impact of the last movie. Because Vision's death in Infinity War, although not feeling permanent, was a sad moment, of course. And they're really going to undermine it by bringing him back, I think. Unless he's just going to be a voice, like, inside Wanda's head. Like, I always thought that this series was going to deal with Wanda... Coping with Vision's death, which is why it's called WandaVision. I thought it would only one, run one season, which I have a feeling it might, because it's, of course, going to lead into Doctor Strange this, um, in the Multiverse of Madness, which is one of the reasons why I'm actually really excited for the show, is that it will lead to something, not just this seven, eight-episode run of episodes. And, and there's a lot of possibility for what they could do like with the House of M and like that background of Wanda. Which we don't know. And there's a lot of possibilities to open up with the mutants and stuff. Which is what the way they could do it. 
But again, I don't think every single Marvel fan will be tuning into these TV shows. So it's a risky move, but then but I have full faith in Kevin Feige. The only reason it's slow because Vision, honestly, because I'm pretty sure they're going to bring him back. And unfortunately, I don't really like that. Now we get on to number eight. Number eight is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now I'm all for a kung fu, martial art, MCU movie. But that's also one of my fears with this movie is that it's going to feel really different to the rest of the MCU and not in a way which is good like Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, although being very different, still felt like an MCU movie. I feel this one might go too far into some of the more kung fu aspects that it's going to really take away what makes this MCU so special, like the interconnection that we feel. And I feel like that could end up being a problem with this movie that I don't feel like it fits into this universe. Of course, we get the new Mandarin, which is another problem I sort of have. I'm excited we get a proper iteration of the Mandarin. But isn't Aldrich Killian the Mandarin? He, he literally yelled, I am the Mandarin at the end. Or is he also fake? Which I think I think is actually a retcon. I do not like retcons at all. It confuses me. Like, why? So, I think the cinematographer or like the fight choreographer, I'm, I don't remember who it was, is the same that was on Spider-Man 2 which had some great action scenes. So cinematography-wise, it could all be great. So, yeah, and it's a pretty much a kung fu movie, so you need the action, and you need, like, the great camera work in it. So I'm excited about that. The lead star in it, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, who plays Shang-Chi, does look quite promising in the role. So I'm happy that they managed to get someone who could really... Play the role. It was yes, Simu Simu Lui who's playing Shang Chi. I think he, from how he was at the um, panel and how he was talking all that, I think he could portray this character. I don't know much about this character, but I think it could work with him in the lead role. And Kevin Feige is clearly going for a more diverse cast in Phase Four, which I like. So now let's move on to the next one. All right, at number seven, we're gonna have Loki. Now, Loki is one of my favorite characters in the MCU and is loved by many fans. So making a TV show about it makes sense. It will definitely get a lot of people watching. But these shows are coming in lower. Honestly, I just realized that most of the shows are a lot lower than the movie. So the reason I don't think this... This one, again, is another one which I don't think is really necessary. Like... Okay, I feel a lot better about it now because before Endgame, I was like, why do we need a Loki TV show? Like, we don't need one. Then, of course, we see Endgame and Loki disappears with the Tesseract. Spoilers if you're, like, the one person who hasn't seen Endgame, the biggest movie of all time now. Which is where this series, this series is going to start. Where did Loki go after that? Well, of course, after we came to Hall H. And we'll start Tom Hiddleston, which is something that I thought wasn't going to happen. Someone told me it's going to deal with, like, the full-on past of Loki, so they're going to cast someone new. But no, it will be set right after that moment where Loki disappears with the Tesseract. And I feel a little more confident about the show now. They're not bringing him back to life, which is good. But with that said, they've just, they're kind of cheating to find a way to still have this character, even though he's dead, which I don't, again, it's kind of like bringing him back to an extent, which I don't like that. A lot of these shows are doing this, I feel like. So that's unfortunate about this. But of course, Tom Hiddleston is fantastic. I'm sure it'll be great. It'll be it just sounds like a fun show, which is going to be more like an adventure, like 
him going here and then he, and like there there aren't so I heard a couple while back that it's it could be, it would be set in the seventies or something, so Loki could travel between time even, which is kind of lazy if they keep doing it. But you know I'm all for like exploring time periods. So honestly, I'm in with this show. I don't have much problems with it, but the things above it for me stand above it. Unfortunately. All right, now we move on to number six. And number six is The Eternals. Marvel Studios is Eternals. And this came up this came up my list quite a bit because the cast is very diverse and also seems really good and seems like they really can bounce off each other well, even at the panel, the way they were talking and all that. So I'm interested where they go. They've got some big names, Angelina Jolie, got some so they can definitely do a lot with this. So, and I'm very interested to see a different type of Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's something which really does help this movie is that we've seen Marvel Studios take risks with these obscure team-ups like Guardians of the Galaxy. So they can 100% pull this off. But there is a side of me which is a bit worried, which is a bit worried about this show, but not show, movie, so many TV shows. But I'm excited. I'm excited for everything on this list. So I'm telling you that right now. So ranking them was actually really hard to do. And The Eternals, I think it's going to be great. As much as, like, I've heard a couple people telling me, like, wow, what are they doing with this movie? I think, and I was really worried about it as far as, well, I'm all in. I think they're going to do great with this one. And the fact that it's, like, dealing with immortals, like besides Thor, maybe we haven't really dealt with them like as a main lead. Of course, Eagle's not a lead, main lead. So, in a team of them, it will be interesting to see how they bounce off each other, living there so many years, compared to people there who have only been living for 40, 50 years, or any age really on planet Earth. So, that's it for the Eternals. Now we're going to move on to number five. And number five is... The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Disney Plus TV show, which will launch, which will be the first one to come out, which will and launch fall, twenty twenty. Now I love the character of Sam Wilson. I really like the character of Bucky Barnes, portrayed by Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. MCU veterans at this point, so we have no doubt in them that they'll be great. So. And also them on the pa- seeing them, I watched the entire panel, like not live obviously, but I did get a chance to see it, and they were really fun on stage. So it will be fantastic. And the fact that we're getting Baron Zemo back, whoa! Like I did not see that coming at like I knew a while back, but before that, I did not see that coming. And I didn't get to see the footage where he takes the mask off. Obviously, you couldn't record doing that during that. But, you know, for everyone there, it must have been fantastic, even though I already knew it was coming because the casting came out a while back. And I think the casting came out a while back that Sharon Carter would be in as well. I liked her character, and I liked that she's returning. And the only thing that scares me, this is the last one which I have no worry about. All of these above, I am, I don't have any doubts about. Well, kind of. I'm not sure yet. But... This doesn't mean I'm not excited for these shows, like from this one and below, even though this is the sixth one I'm talking about. There is something with all these which I can't, I'm a bit worried about, honestly. But besides that, oh, I'm still really excited for all these. All, my, my, all of these give, 
I'm like over eight out of 10 excited for all of these, despite my worries. That's how much I love the MCU, and that's how much I'm anticipating the future. Maybe what if would be a little lower, but that's not topic. Let's talk about this show and what I want to see from it. First of all, I really want to see a cameo from Old Man Cap. I do not at all want him to be a staple on the show because it will make it feel like Captain America. Feeling like he's making the lead character. I mean, I don't think Chris Evans would be up for being a series regular on this show. So that's not happening, but I do want to see a couple cameos from like two or three in a season maybe. I would love that. I don't know about anyone else, but I would love that. And... Next, I do not want to, this is confirmed now, but I really don't like the fact that Sam is going to now become Captain America. I wanted him to be Falcon with the shield. Being Falcon and holding the shield, maybe a redesign of the costume is nice, but calling himself Captain America is a stretch. I'm sorry, he's not Captain America. But Captain America is my favorite character, so maybe seeing someone else besides Steve Rogers being him maybe kind of... Makes me feel betrayed. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little biased, but that's just what I think of this TV show. Now let's move on to number four, which is another TV show. Number four is the last TV show we're actually going to talk about, and that is Hawkeye. I have been asking since Avengers Age of Ultron to please make me a Hawkeye movie, but although it hasn't happened, we're getting a TV show instead, and in some ways that is even better because Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye leading a movie Maybe it wouldn't work as well as maybe I thought or wanted to. But him leading a TV show with him training Kate Bishop to be the next Hawkeye is awesome. I would love to see Jeremy Renner in at least one more Avengers movie. and Or one more movie starring, not cameo. I do like the fact that he's going to train Kate Bishop to be the next Hawkeye. So what I'm hoping for this TV show is to be like kind of like a buddy, kind of like a buddy cop movie. But like... Just the training part, but for the first season, I would like Jeremy Renner's Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton to be the main lead and explore more of his Ronin persona, which is something I loved in Avengers Endgame. He, that was the best iteration of his character, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's opinions. And maybe in the second season, you know what I would actually think is perfect for this show? His first season, it's just Jeremy Renner's Jeremy Renner as the main Hawkeye. I don't really know if they're going to make multiple seasons of these shows or just do one season and that's it. I don't, I don't know. But first season, this is what I would love. Have Jeremy Renner as the main star. No Kate Bishop at all. And just have him being the entire season just kicking butt and just, you know, being the hero. But then at the end, in the final episode maybe... In the final couple of scenes, have Hawkeye like meet Kate Bishop. I mean, start training Kate Bishop. Whether it's going to be his daughter or someone else, we don't know yet. I would like to see that at the end of the season get teased. And then in the second season, the second season is completely about him training Kate Bishop and still have Hawkeye going to fight for the first half of the season, like only him. Then once Kate Bishop's more experienced, then they both go and fight. And And next thing I want to see is that... Next thing I'd also really like to see is that I want to see in the third season have Clint Barton and Kate Bishop team up as a team and fighting. So 
that's what I want from the third season. And then maybe fourth season have, or no, maybe third season just have Jeremy Renner's Jeremy Renner being in the background and just Kate Bishop leading. And then by the time we get to the fourth season, he's not to be there. And within all of this, we have Jeremy Renner appearing in another Avengers movie, which would be awesome. And maybe having Kate Bishop there as well. Number three for me is Thor Love and Thunder. The title, very strange, but I'm, I see that they're going to go all out in phase four and just go full on, embrace the craziness. So I'm not going to say too much about it. And Taika Waititi returning to direct and write the movie is great. Having him not write Thor Ragnarok, which I think he didn't, was I think, at, was I think the biggest mistake of that movie because it led to the tone being kind of, kind of like, feeling very inconsistent and him writing and writing the dialogue would have been a lot better, especially moving into the third act and the more serious elements. I wish he did. Actually, he might have. I'm not 100% sure. But so with this fourth movie, I want to see him go just go crazy with his ideas and just try out whatever he wants because it's the last Thor movie and he's got to end it pretty much kind of on fire and just end it in the best possible way and doing all the things that maybe people have been asking for them to do for a really long time. So that's why, that's what, that, that's what I think that should happen in this, in this movie. And of course we got the announcement that Tessa Thompson and I think Korg was also confirmed and of course Chris Hemsworth will be back in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. So uh, I think we all knew that was going to happen. But Natalie Portman is back at Jane, Fo- Jane Foster. And she did, I, she hated her role in the first two. And she really didn't want to come back. But she did. What a surprise. And I think the way they really got her back was making her into a much more fun character and lightening up the mood a bit. Making everything more fun and making her... The female Thor from the Mighty Thor run in the comics, which I haven't read. I've looked into it. I've started looking into, into it a bit. I want to see how it's done, but I don't know what to feel about it. It scares me, but does excite me. Having another Thor alongside Thor, that, 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 that's something I don't like. Like, Thor is Thor. Jane Foster is Jane Foster. So it's two Thors now. I don't know. Maybe Thor is going to die. I have no idea. So... I don't know what to feel about it. There is potential, of course. But that's the thing I'm a little mixed on. Everything else with Taika Waititi, the cast, and like the more colorful and more like crazy vibe they're going for, which I think is what was being implied at the, as, at the panel, absolutely gets me excited. So that's why Thor Love and Thunder is my number three. And for me, my number two is going to be Black Widow. I... Going into this panel, I had the, I was planning on making this video episode. Sorry, after the panel, I thought Black Widow was gonna. I didn't expect Black Widow to be this high on my list because from some of the stuff we've heard, like Taskmaster being in it, that gets me through the roof excited already. And from the cast, the cast looks great. David Harbour's in it. Rumor for a while, great. Scarlett Johansson, of course, back. That really does excite me. And it's confirmed to be in Budapest now and will be, not be set in the, 
the Budapest incident we keep hearing about, which does get me a little disappointed because I wanted Jeremy Renner to be also in this movie. But besides that, we get a Black Widow who's already been, already experienced the Budapest of the past. And after Civil War, she, she betrayed Tony by letting Black Panther, by stopping Black Panther from getting the cap, which I think was one of the main plot points of the trailer, like that she betrayed Tony or something. Which is why she's going to return to Budapest to deal with that. Even though she knows it's the right thing. Right thing she should have done. And with all the characters from the footage. From the, from the footage description. We've seen like all the car chases. Motorcycle chases. The more gritty and more brutal action scenes I've been hearing about. That really does get me excited. Having like this Winter Soldier vibe to it. Of course Winter Soldier is an amazing movie. And taking inspiration for that from that is not a mistake whatsoever. So... Making a Black Widow movie something I've asked for, wanted for a long time, ever since, ever since the Winter Soldier came out, and that's I don't have much to say on this movie, but because a lot of people have seen the trailer and I haven't, but if I had seen that trailer, I think I would be really excited because a lot of people have said because of the trailer, they are more than excited than they could have ever imagined. So. Of course, I'll be going opening day to see it, and that it's the next MCU movie as well, which maybe maybe helps with my anticipation. Like it's the next one. This is the one I'm thinking about right now. That's why it's at my number two, and let's move on to number one. I think this is probably not a surprise for most of you. Number one is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. By not by far, but easily for me, the idea of the multiverse, although seem seeming lazy to some people does excite me. I don't want him to stick with this and just keep making everything the multiverse. Like, mutants are coming because of the multiverse. Fantastic Four are being introduced because of the multiverse. That's getting, that's getting too, that's going too far with the laziness, but I, I full trust that Kevin Feige will not do that. He's a genius of a man, and he would, he wouldn't downplay us like that, I don't think. But having Doctor Strange with Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen will star, go on a multiverse travel adventure and find the horrifying villain of Nightmare and making kind of like a part horror movie of course Scott Derrickson saying will be the first scary MCU movie excites me I'm not a big horror guy but I know about Nightmare in the comics he's one of my favorite Doctor Strange villains maybe my favorite one of my favorite Marvel comics villains to be honest and I'm really excited to see Baron um, Baron Mordo return, Wong returning. Although having Mordo as the villain now kind of scares me because I didn't really like Chiwetel Ejiofor in The Lion King, but I'm sure he can deliver a great performance. So moving on, Benedict Cumberbatch is of course back. Scott Derrickson is back to direct, which it was is a good decision. Makes it more, makes these movies feel like they're more in continuity, you know, continuity with each other, bringing directors back to direct the sequel. But then again, it could benefit to change it up a little bit, like Captain Marvel Winter Soldier, the Thor movies. And sometimes it really does mess it up. Like, what's, Sometimes it really can mess it up, like Thor to Thor the Dark World, maybe. In, like, in keeping them on can also mess it up, like Iron Man to Iron Man 2. Or maybe even some people could say Iron Man 2 to Iron Man 3. That could mess it up. Or like Avengers Age of Ultron. So it's, there's a lot of ways to look at it. There's negatives and positives. But overall, this multiverse travel adventure with Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange excites me and having horror parts to it gets me hyped for this movie. 
And this is the going to be by far the most creative. And it's coming out in how much is it? 22 months. One month, one year, and 10 months. The next MCU movie is 10 months away. So, wow. It's going to be a while before the next. Well, actually, nine months now. It's going to be a while. Let's just say that. But, man, this, this next, this slate, man, is absolutely stunning. And before we close, I just want to say that, as you saw, I did not include Blade or any of the announced-ish other movies like Fantastic Four and The Mutants. I want to get, I want to make it so we get really sick for those before I maybe do an update to this list. We will see. But before we end, I just want to like do like a full list of like all the movies that are coming out in order because yesterday I forgot to do that in my video talking about them. And some of them, I think I didn't even mention the release dates by accident, so I'm sorry about that. So we're going to kick it off. We're just going to start by naming the slate, like just going through it. So on the May 1st, 2020, we will have Marvel Studios' Black Widow and will star Scarlett Johansson returning as the titled hero. And on November 6th, 2020, we will have Marvel Studios' The Eternals We'll start Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Kumal Nanjiani, and more. And next up, and next up after that, we will have the first Disney Plus show from Marvel Studios. And it will be Marvel Marvel Studios is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it will be an original series with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Sand launching on fall in fall of 2020. So next up. It will be Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, starring Simu Liu, Simu Liu, Simu Liu and Tony Luang, I think, and will debut in theaters on the 12th of February, 2021. Next up will be Marvel Studios' WandaVision, an original series with El- Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany returning, and will be on Disney+. Plus in spring 2021, so most likely after Shang-Chi, around March maybe. And then also in spring 2021 will be Marvel Studios' Loki, of course, starring Tom Hiddleston, who is returning on Disney+. Plus In spring 2021, I think we'll probably be in April, a month after WandaVision. That's my guess. I don't think they put them out at the same time, but that's what I think. And next up is Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen, directed by Scott Derrickson, and will debut in theaters on the 7th of May, 2021. I think probably a month after Loki comes out. I don't think they put them out near each other, honestly. So this one is my most anticipated by far. And another thing is Marvel Studios' What If, an, an original animated series, the first animated series that will debut on Disney Plus in summer of 2021. Probably, again, a month after Doctor Strange. I don't think they put them out near each other like in the same month at all. Next up is Marvel Studios' Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner starring an original series that will introduce Kate Bishop and will stream exclusively on Disney Plus in the fall of 2021. And most likely before this next movie, which is Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder, and will premiere on 
November 5th, 2021, in theaters. And we'll star Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemsworth, and Natalie Portman. And will be directed by Taika Waititi, who returned from Thor Ragnarok. So that is the entire slate. And of course, we also had, before we go, just, we had Blade announced as well. That's not confirmed. We don't have a confirmed release date. And we'll star Maharshala, Ma, excuse me, Maharshala Ali, who's a two-time Academy Award winner. So... No doubt it's going to be great. Not sure if it's going to be R-rated yet. I think it won't. Just like, I don't think they'll ever go the R-rated route. And if they do, they're going to um, put it under a different banner, which they're not. It's Marvel Studios. So it will not be R-rated, I think. Almost 100% sure. I'd give like a 90%. It's not going to be R-rated. So that is it for my list. So as always, thank you for listening. I'll have a theory video on phase four, theory episode, I keep saying video, on phase four coming in the next couple of days, later this week probably, and thank you for listening, and bye-bye.